0: It's the show that makes us talk. Did we ever imagine that our postman would be so freaking funny? I don't know. I mean, his comedy just had perfect delivery. <laughs> what about our life? With
1: Person Will, Season 2.
0: Hello, how are you? Hi. Hi. Yes. <laughs> it's an all new episode of What About Our Life with Kristen and Will. You know, we've been on a brief hiatus, guys. We had to take a break. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: when all of this pandemic stuff happened, we we were in the middle of moving, and then when we were in the middle of moving, we were in the middle of setting up, mm-hmm. and we were doing shows and recordings and everything else and going through editing, plus we had other projects we were working on at the same time. Yep. Then we had family that came and visited, stayed with us for, what, three and a half weeks, almost a full month. It was a while. Yes. And then we had to do other stuff. It has just been so crazy that we decided, hey, look, we needed a break. So we took a brief pause and now we're back. Yes. We're back. But we're still continuing on season two. Uh And uh, season three actually will probably come back in what? Maybe October. Um, we'll we'll actually move right into season three. Yeah. Um. Actually, later on in the year, we got a lot of exciting stuff coming with that. So, oh, yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So, how are you? How are you managing all this change?
1: You want to talk about change in like yes. a short amount of time?
0: My yes. gosh. Yes. Yes. You know. <laughs> We've we've addressed so many different things, and we've talked about so many different things, and we've been listening to you guys. Yes, yes. Send us emails and asking us to do all kinds of stuff, and and you know, I'm just gonna say we support everyone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, everyone matters to us, and and you know, we we love everyone equally, and that's the way we approach life, mm-hmm. and you know with everything going on with the pandemic, hey, look, we are not a huge fan of the masks. Let (laughs) me tell you, we are not. Um, We have spent some time being out in public all day with them and in Florida heat, Mm -hmm. it's harsh, it's hard to do. But we do it because not only are we required to do it, But uh, we do it for the safety of others as well as ourself. It's not something that we love to do, of course, but it's something that is necessary for us to do at this point. Mm -hmm. And we have our thought process on all this, and we're not going to get into that. But, um, you know, as with everyone, I've said it before, you have a freedom of choice and freedom of voice, and that is our way of dealing with it. We have our choices that we like to choose and keep, and we have our voice and we choose how to, vocalize it so the best way we suggest to people to get through this is live your life exactly (laughs) live your life find patience with it i know that's very hard to do find a lot of patience find projects do something different you know what we've been doing differently is we've been having people over every weekend and playing cards (laughs) oh yes i remember my parents used to do that uh when i was younger and I always used to make fun of it and call it, it was an old people's thing.
2: Mm. You know,
0: the difference of it is, cause we have our, our alcohol, the mus- the movies are playing, you know, <laughs> The the kids, they're not drinking alcohol, but they're watching Disney Plus. Yes. Absolutely. And we're all listening to background music and we're playing cards. Yeah. You know, it's actually quite fun and it's soothing. So go find something different, change your ways of life, find a way to entertain yourself. Find a way to keep other but, people company. You know,
1: what's really funny is you were talking about playing cards. And I think whenever we have people over, we even entertain ourselves with our new card
0: shuffler. We do. <laughs> we do. We've escaped into something called Amazon during this pandemic. <laughs> and I'm, I kid you not. I have We have not stayed off of it. And we've spent more money on Amazon for crap we don't need.
1: But it has I mean, came in handy, though. When we've gotten it, it there has. has been a smile on our faces. It has.
0: But, you know, what saddens me, though, is we bought this huge umbrella for the beach that's taller than we are. Mm-hmm. And we've yet to been able to use it. Yeah. And I'm like, gosh, summer weather's going to be over with before we ever get to go pop that thing up. But, of course, knowing our luck, we go out to the beach and... Uh, Open it, and then, you know, Willie's gonna fly away like Mary Poppins. (laughs) The other umbrellas we used to have when we'd take to the beach, every time they would fly away, I would make Willie go. Yes. Because it's so funny watching his little booty go running after this this umbrella flying through the the sand. And then his tiny little body goes and catches it. You're waiting for him to fly (laughs) away. It's funny. You have to see it. You it know, is kind of funny. It me, is, because, and everybody else. Because I'm laugh. going to get
1: it, you know. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to make a scene. I'm going to catch that umbrella, and it's going to be fine. Everybody just go about <laughs> as they are.
0: No, that no, doesn't happen. Yeah. It's just funny, guys. I, I make, <laughs> I make Willie do some of the silliest things just for entertainment. That's how Kristen will get along, but he drives me nuts too because he doesn't leave me. He doesn't leave me alone. He's like a little child. Whatever you are, you're like a little kid. Mommy, what should I do? I don't give a shit what you're going to do. How do I do it? I don't fucking give a shit what you do. Go do it yourself. And then he looks, I mean, it's just like, I'm hungry. We'll go find something to eat. But I don't want to cook anything because you cook it better. She oh, does. then you're just going to starve. You know, like there's that know.
1: certain thing that where, okay, you have two people doing the same exact thing. And the first person's like, all right, I'm just going to throw a whole bunch of stuff into the pot and stir it in there. I have my meal. And the next person's going to go and they're like... I have these spices. I have these herbs. I'm going to sprinkle it inside that pot. I'm just going to do it a certain way. And you know what? You just feel that warmth and
0: love. you know, you love. know you've, you've found love when you could sit here and talk about the nitpicking things that they do and the things that they don't do and the childlike things that they do. I mean, the other day I wanted to sleep on the couch because I actually wanted to get sleep and he got mad. Well, He's because- like, why are you sleeping on the couch? Because I actually want to sleep. Well, you could sleep in the bed. And with you, no, I can't because you, you pushed can. me off the bed. No, I did not. You pushed me off I the did bed. Not. Yes, you do. You pull out your Puerto Rican booty. Okay, and like you it has any. It, okay,
1: disclaimer. It. it has nothing to do with culture here. Thank you okay, very
0: much. all right. Here, I'll give it a better visual. Your JLo booty, and you push it further into me, and you're just like, okay, are you trying to have sex with me in the middle of the night or are you <laughs> making a statement? Well, you know, he just pushes further, and then when you try to push him, he complains that he's on the edge, after he's done pushed me on the edge, but You're anyway, so we're not talking about that today, that's a different subject, but uh anyway, today we are talking about the voice and music, mind you, Yes. we have a great special guest with us today, she has a wonderful relation to us, in some mm-hmm. sort, and so we're happy to have her on the show, but yeah. um, Let's talk about the best of music who comes to mind ooh the best of music
1: elvis presley i mean that's a no-brainer
0: of course but... elvis presley and you know uh annie lennox comes to mind and the reason yeah. i say that is because she's recently been on her instagram account playing piano singing songs
2: ah. not
0: her songs mind you really? other people's songs so it's very interesting i'm glad to see annie I love Annie Linux. I absolutely am a big fan of Annie Linux. Uh, of course, the Beatles.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Big fan of the Beatles. You know, um, movie soundtracks, television soundtracks. Oh, God! Anything that can make you know what it is the moment you hear it. If you can listen. And stick to it. Yeah,
1: if you can listen to a movie soundtrack. And with, you know, because, you know, some soundtracks, you know, they have lyrics to songs and whatnot. But if you can just hear the soundtrack to a movie with without any words and you know exactly what it is and it isn't the main theme song, you know you have a great ear for the classics.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we love because we, we we like theme parks, so we yes. listen to theme park music a lot. But uh, we like irritating people when it comes to theme park music because there <laughs> is one particular theme park song but it's how you play it, too. you play it, yes. everybody remembers what it is, and it's in their head, and then it goes away, and then we purposely put it back in their head. Yeah. Because, you know, it really is a small world, after all. But see, it's
1: not annoying to me. I really, authentically love I it. I love the
0: song. I just, I don't have patience for the ride. It's so long. That's the point. It is so long.
1: That's the point.
0: Oh, my god. There's so
1: much, but it's a small world. There you go. Yeah. you,
0: it, yeah. it does, because you're like, oh, that's so cute yeah dolls and it's like all right but then chucky comes up and then just destroys them all but uh anyway (laughs) so let's go through some genres so when classical music comes up who do you think about classical genres yeah like like century old mozart
1: um beethoven yeah oh amadeus i uh,
0: always loved no this isn't back in the day but Yanni.
1: Oh, yeah. I was always
0: a big fan of Yanni. Are you talking about like new age music? Any type of classical music. Yeah. Love the sounds of piano and strings. That's my biggest. You know,
1: well, it's interesting because they're both in a way percussion, but because they're not drums, because either like with a piano, yes, you're pressing the keys, but somewhere or another, those strings are still being plucked.
0: All right. What about pop music? Pop music. Um, Madonna.
1: You're gonna laugh at this, Michelle Branch. Yeah. I I just Prince, yes. Annie Lennox, of
0: course. Mm-hmm. George Michael's. George uh, Michael, yeah. Uh, country. Country. Loretta Lynn.
1: I'm surprised you said that because I thought you would have said Reba.
0: Of course, Reba. We love some Reba. Dolly Parton. Yes. Yep. Chris Christopherson, yeah. Judds. Yep. Hmm. Um, like rock and roll, Heart. Rock and roll, my gosh. Um,
1: boy, there's several, but I, they're not coming up at the moment.
0: Evanescence,
1: okay, yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, all right, let's go into like other kind of music stuff, like uh, your friend Taylor Dane, yes, more cons- yes. like Michael um, Buble, yeah, Celine Dion, Broadway musicals, of course, oh, Sting, in- yeah, uh, Judy Collins, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So let's go into talking a little bit about, uh, not the show, but your voice. Hmm. How important is your voice to you? Now, somebody had um, uh, a friend of ours and she was on the show, Eileen Graff. Yeah, yeah. Eileen had said that she believes that everyone could sing. They just think they can't because they listen to other people tell them they can't. And there's a true point in that. you know, Because here, look, your voice is like a sport if you wanna play basketball and be a professional uh, NBA player, then you're gonna practice. <laughs> I was trying to, I was thinking of um, something else. I was thinking, I don't know why NBC was in my head. So it, when I was about to say NBA, it was going, it wanted to say NBC player. And it's like, no, that's not Oh, it. I thought you were that thinking like, of Blair, yeah, like no. kind
1: of like a flare. So I'm thinking NBA jam. No, no.
0: But anyway, to my point, uh, <laughs> if you, if you want to be a professional athlete or a professional sportsman, then practice, 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 practice makes better.
2: I like that,
0: you know, and that's the real key thing. So if you,
1: and you do it, you're, you have to tune to that practice, not like a strict monotone
0: practice, practice. Yeah. And you know, and it's just like playing instruments. You know, you would never believe that I used to play saxophone. I did. I learned playing saxophone and it was an Alto sax, I think it was. Oh, ah, okay. That's what I had. Um, my mother secretly sold it, <coughs> so I don't <laughs> yeah, have it. But uh, that, but, yeah. but anyway, um, I uh, learned how to play it. And the more I played it, I got interested in it, and I got good at it. Now, I can't play it anymore. Uh, and I certainly have lost the interest of learning how to read sheet music. Sheet music is not an easy thing to do. It's
1: not, no. And this is coming from a pianist who's been Well, I learned, like strictly learned since I was eight years old. I started banging on the keys when I was like four-ish, I guess. But sheet music is tough because it's like, yeah, you know, the whole song's in front of you. But you have to, it's so many things are happening at the same time. You have to read where each note is. Then you have to, the way the note is written depends on how the note is played. Then the tempo. And then it's just a whole bunch of stuff. It's
0: hard. Music period is hard. And your voice is hard. Voice is good for even voiceover. Even to learn voiceover, to background music, anything, anything that requires because your voice. Because there's a pitch, there's a tone. You, you have to train it, and yeah. you have to discover it for yourself. What makes it good is when you're content with it, Yeah. and you believe that you settle with it. That's Yes, you're going to have critics that are going to say, oh my God, you suck. <laughs> you know what? And in, in theory, they really suck. <laughs> they are the ones that suck because they're not working out with you. And it's good to hear some things when people say, you know, you're not really that great at it. You ask for improvement to get better.
1: There's constructive feedback. Yes. Is what I, like. when I
0: had to learn to play basketball back into the sports, I hated doing layups. That was my worst. I hated doing layups, but eventually I got good at it to where I liked it. And that was my biggest key. So when I would have to do basketball games, um that's they knew Chris was gonna do a layup. They knew Chris was gonna be good at it. Hmm. So I you you learn to trust yourself more when you practice with it more and you do more with it. Interesting. So practice is practice, and that's a good way with the voice. You know, if you want to be a singer, then you need to be a singer. But don't do it because you want to be in the fame because oh, it's not yeah. trust us. Yeah. <laughs> Not worth mm-hmm. it. It's you got to do
1: it as f- sort because you're doing it for you. You know,
0: it's it's your fame thing. can it- be great and it could be bad. And fame can be really, really bad and it could be very painful. Kind of like going to the theme park and having diarrhea in the middle of the theme park and you're like, oh my God. I would have not have painful. used that example, but sure. That's where it's yes. really what fame can be. Fame can be painful and it can be really painful. But you know I was
1: thinking of more don't do it for fame, do it for uh, accomplishment of yes. you feel like this is what you want to
0: do. But and you know, I and and for the reference, I have never had that problem going to a theme park. Good, I promise you, never have. Because I watch what I eat before I go to the parks, because I'm gonna be like Yes, he does. I'm gonna be like, no, 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 no. no. Cause you know, here's another good thing about Chris are not a great thing. I hate public toilets. I can't stand them. I really can't stand them. I'm
1: sure our listeners wanted to hear
0: that. Well, I don't. I just don't. <laughs> they're not fast. I'm not. They're just oh, just so if I have to hold it all day, it's a miserable day. So I watch what I eat during the day. So that way, you know, and that's training too. <laughs> that is. That's training. That really is a lot of training. So um, but anyway, so um. moving on. So let's talk about the dream of music. Now, we've gone into the dream of music. Now, I've always known myself that uh, I've had a voice, and I have done different musically inclined jobs professionally, and Mm -hmm. I've been told I've been really good at it. And recently, I've been working on that with a voice coach, and she is actually on our show today. Her name is Fawn, Mm -hmm. but we'll get to her in a little bit. But the thing of it is, did I ever know that singing was going to be the thing I wanted to do? No. Hmm. No. And I actually don't think it still is. I think entertainment is my ordeal. I don't have a limit. But you know what? That's good
1: because then, I mean, you could set a goal. But if you're saying that that's going to be it and that's only it, then you're not opening yourself up to better or more things that could come your way because of that
0: one thing. Yes. And, you know, and when I found Fawn, I just went online looking for her. And I didn't know who she was until I found her. And I just went for good professional vocal coaches. And that's how I found her. And she's really good. Mm-hmm. She's really good. She's helped me practice through a lot of different things. And the one thing she's always sat there and said is I had the voice that uh, was so dynamic and yeah. that it that I could sing. And I've known that because, again, I've done it professionally. But uh, as a kid, I remember there was um, an Elvis Presley song that my sister got me to sing. Which one? Uh, don't be cruel. That's what it was. Okay. And I changed up the lyrics and I just made fun of the lyrics (laughs) and they loved it. Like, Oh my gosh, you can actually sing. And here I am as a child. I mean, I was probably what, seven, seven years old when I did it. Wow. And I would, when I was around that same age, I would always go in the living room when, um, people would come over. Yeah, and I would just get on the guitar and just bang on it and just start singing. Oh, that must have been cute. <laughs> it was cute. It was cute. Too bad we didn't have video recorders at that time to do that to show that but yeah, it was cute. I always used to do that. But singing was not my pride. Uh, my voice was my pride and I always took care of it. Um, I always stayed away from things that I knew that would damage my voice like cigarettes. Uh, like parties and and different things like that because I knew that that would take me away from that would take my voice and damage it and I've always known that. But music was a dream to an extent, okay, to an extent. But you have to know your dream, just like with music, with you, with playing keyboard or piano.
1: But you, you know what's interesting? This just came up. So when I was a kid, I think like three or four years old my dad would actually set the radio before I went to bed on a jazz station. It's like, you know, back on, it was an FM station, but it was like on the early, early, like eighties something, whatever FM. And um, it had some really weird radio name or whatever, but I listened to that. And so now kind of looking back at that, that was, Excuse me, I think it was like a prelude to why I like music, because it's soothing. You know, no matter what kind of genre you listen to, music soothes you or get or you tune into that Absolutely. mood. And so then, you know, when I started playing or just banging on the keyboard at a young age and then eventually going to piano, I think it was more that, that I was learning how to play the music and then eventually creating the music. So I mean it's a process. And like you said, protecting your voice. I mean, that's the same thing like with your instrument. You gotta keep your instrument clean. You gotta make sure that it's always tuned because if not, it's not gonna sound good.
0: You have to know what you want to do with your life. Yeah. And that goes the same thing with any type of career. And fame, as we said, fame just makes it look good. Yeah. It, it just gives it it's the sh- for show. It, it gives it the shine it, and the show. Yeah, it's wonderful, guys, but it's 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 hectic. We love what we do. We absolutely love what we do. And we love meeting our fans and you guys catching us off guard when you you come up to us and you say who you are and we're like, we don't know who you are. You know, we love all that. But at
1: the same time, it's great because then we know that what we're saying is being listened to and that, you know.
0: Our gift is entertaining you and your gift is loving us in return. Yes. And that's really where it comes down to it. But uh, you have to treasure your gift, train for your gift, and make your goals. That's that's the way it it, it is in life. Set your goals on what you want to be and who you want to be yeah. and go after them. That's the way it needs to be. But today our guest, she is, of course, my vocal coach. Her name is Fawn. Yes. She is a Billboard Top 10 Recording Artist. She's also a songwriter. And she has worked with some of the best grammy artists on the planet emmy winners of course and she's won numerous awards including the jpf music awards hmm. she her music has been featured on the young and the restless charlie's angels commercials like target and ford shows like ugly betty and guiding light america's got talent nickelodeon the voice x factor and so many more. She's also been a vocal coach for some of those shows, including American Idol, not the current one, but some of uh, the older shows of American Idol.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Her song, Wish You Love, hit number six on the charts in 2010. And okay. she also released a mega track that just came out with a lot of different names on it. Um, You'll have to check that out. But she is our grand guest today on our show. So we are happy to have her. So we are going to give her a call. So sit back, relax, because Fawn is coming up.
1: We are honored to welcome Billboard Award winning artist Fawn
0: Why, hello, my dear. How are
3: you? I'm good. How are you? Very good.
1: Hi, this is Will. How are you, Fawn? Hey, Will. How are you? I'm doing great.
3: Yay. Yay. You doing good good in isolation over there?
0: We are. We are. We've been quite busy. We haven't had as much time off as we would have liked to have had. Yeah. Yeah. We've been uh, quite busy, but we're good. We're good. We're still taking time to go walk and do other things, but um, so far, so good. What about you guys?
3: Yeah, good over here. Just getting a lot of music done, that's for sure. Absolutely. Busy in a good way, not in a stressful way, for once.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yes. Well, the
3: important thing is we keep in touch.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. This is actually a very exciting moment for us. Uh Um, we've known you for Uh a while now and, uh, you've got some amazing, incredible talent that we're going to talk about today. Definitely. You've been sharing that talent with me and you've been helping me to grow and we're going to continue to do that, uh, soon. But, uh, First of all, let's go into uh, talking about how you got started in this business. Uh,
3: well, well, thank you so much for having me, first of all. I'm honored that you would even ask me to be on your show. Of oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, and I got started when I was six months old in national TV commercials. Oh, wow. and Then, So I really kind of didn't have anything to do with that, I guess.
0: Uh huh.
3: My mom said that uh, they were looking for babies and they went through like 2,000 babies and finally she got a phone call and she drove an hour to this audition and as soon as they walked in they said hello and I guess I hid my face and they said that's the baby. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> so I did a string of TV commercials and then by the time I was seven, I was In Dwayne Wolf's um, Children's Chorale, which you had to audition for every year, which was really scary Uh because he was scary, but he's amazing. He's a perfectionist, and I learned so much from that time period at a young age. Um, And then by the time I was 10, I was singing and writing jingles and doing modeling and stuff like that and playing piano and all that stuff.
0: Wow. Wow. Very nice. So, at what point did you decide, okay, uh, being a singer is is my calling?
3: Um, you know, I never did. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't consider. My, <laughs> I don't consider myself a singer at all. Um, I actually consider myself a songwriter, and I felt that was my calling—that and performing. Um, I'm just a songwriter who happens to sing my own songs, nice. and it was just singing just been something that i've always done i and i didn't realize i was a songwriter until i was around 15 oh okay wow. so yeah
0: so what would what, what what is the secret to songwriting by the way
3: i think writing from the heart and then after that being able to tighten up the lyrics and the melodies and also have the courage to let go of some of those things that are said in your head about the song
1: uh-huh. in right. order to make the song better. <clears throat> wow. I that answer just total moment for me because one, from the heart, you know it's true. And then letting go of it is it's like an expression, you know, and for tightening sure. up and all that stuff. It's like a fine tuning, so to speak. So I I'm totally agreeing with that.
0: Yes, it was really it
3: was something that was hard for me to do in the beginning, you know, because you're like, no, this is my song, not that, you know. Uh huh. (laughs) But you know, you get as you grow and you get older and you get better and you realize, oh, yeah, this is important
0: because the songs
3: aren't for us to hold on to; it's for everybody else. It's a gift.
0: Wow. Wow very interesting concept Mm -hmm. now on top of that you've actually had some top hits of the songs that you've recorded with your voice and as and wrote as well and one of them is uh wish you love Uh uh-huh yes let's go into that (laughs) one a little bit tell me about how that came into the picture
3: um well wish you love is something that i wrote in about 20 minutes from beginning to end and it was just uh, this talk about coming from your heart It was about um, My soulmate So that's pretty much it That's how it came about
0: Now did you ever imagine that it would be a top hit? <clears throat>
3: you know it's interesting That one I always felt In my heart was a top ten song But uh-huh. as a songwriter You know you always hope But you don't A person really never knows
1: Uh
2: huh.
3: You know like There's been some songs that I've written that have great hooks and messages that I thought should have been heard, and some have been, and some haven't been. Mm -hmm. But you just kind of never know. But that one I really felt in my heart could have been a top ten, and I was really pleasantly shocked (laughs) and surprised (laughs) when it was, especially being next to Lady Gaga and Mariah Carey. Well, yeah, I mean, the
1: Billboard charts, I mean, definitely. (laughs) And, you know, what's interesting about that particular song is I love the original mix of it. But in, uh, I think it was when you were doing a behind-the-scenes video of the music video, there was another version of that song that was being played. And I loved the instrumentals in it with your voice in it, too. So, I mean, even though it was the same song and there were two different versions, they still carried that very... um, Instrumental yet vocal message at the same time.
0: Absolutely.
3: Yeah, and I, I believe the person that did that did the original version of it before uh, Chad, Jack, and Tim Latier went to town on it. So <clears throat> it's thank you so much. It's oh, you're welcome. Got a lot of it has lots of little versions, and I love all of them.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And one that a song that really, really just connected with me was Into the Light. Now, um, uh-huh. in 2009, I believe you won for Songwriter of the Year. Um, It was a songwriting yeah, the- competition. But in 2011, yeah. VH1 recognized you as a Song of the Year in their Save the Music organization. And that was um, yeah. an EDM trance song. And yeah. what... And what I really love about it is there's so many elements. First, you have the guitar with the little twinkle sound and then those lyrics. And when you're singing it, I mean, it's not just a regular, typical EDM song. I mean, like this has meaning. Can you explain how you came up with those lyrics and, you know, how did you want the world to feel it?
3: (laughs) I remember it very clearly. And that was another 20 minutes long. I was uh, on the news. There had been a man dragged by a truck because he was black. Uh And I was so angry that I wrote into the light. I was so mad at the injustice.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Um, Racism is something that really touches my soul and makes me super angry. Yeah. And I sat down. I turned off the TV and I sat down and I wrote into the light. Wow. And I just, the chorus is really what I believe yeah. that we as a society need to do. Hmm. Um, and we have a choice. Do you keep, you know, darkness calling, teardrops falling in our sight? You know, do you, do you go that way or do you go to the light? Right. So that was, you know, that song's really close to my heart. And I'm thinking of doing a another version of it, an yeah. updated version soon. But um, thank you. Oh, you're I welcome. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Nice to have somebody hear that old one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: to me, I, I just, was... I love the way it sounded. I mean, like I said, with everything, it just, it's a real connection there. So yes, amazing.
3: Now, as I think a- my favorite thing that that came through me in that song was, we're all a part of what happens, wrong or right.
1: Yes, that was yes. the one. Yeah, that lyric right there. Yeah. Yes. yes.
3: Yes. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You know, you just let God work right through you, and stuff comes out, and you're like, whoa,
2: thank you. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where they come uh-huh. from? Thank you, Jesus. You know. <laughs>
0: Now, going, kind of going off of that a little bit, um, do you think that music today kind of teaches that like, like it did back when you wrote it?
3: You mean like letting it flow through you?
0: Yeah, kind of, yeah.
3: Um, well, when I teach songwriting, that's what I teach. But I think it's, you know, I think there's a machine and... It's depending on the songwriter. Some songwriters are just doing part of, doing part of the machine. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? The assignment writing or let's, you know, right. let's make the song sound like this hit. Right, um, yeah.
1: Sort of like an immolation yeah. almost.
3: I mean, I've done assignment writings too for film and TV, um, which I've got two albums out, Airwave Volume 1 and Volume 2, and they're songs that were written, recorded, and mixed, within one to four hours for tv and film um even with those i have to say for myself you know obviously those are written from a personal experience as well but it's different than when you turn on the tv and you find out someone was murdered because of the color of their skin and you write something from that emotion
0: Mm -hmm. right
3: so i think that's kind of a hard question to ask i think Every songwriter is writing for a different reason.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. So, as a performer, do you think that um, do you think that the flow on being on stage enhances the music?
3: What? Uh, well, I think that it's fun to go to concerts, and if you have really great charisma on stage, then it's going to be even better. I think when you're on stage, you have a chance to really um, connect with your audience and look uh-huh. them in the eye and be like, hey, yeah, I've been here, too. And, you know, or, I know how you feel. And, you know, let's get through this. And, you know, so, yeah, I guess so.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that because we interviewed uh, Judy Collins just yes. recently. Uh-huh. And we kind we of asked her. her the same thing when, of course, you know Judy Collins sang the most m- momentum version of The Amazing Grace. And yeah. she said the same thing. She goes, you know, my grandmother sang that song to me, and it was a spur of the moment thing. My producer, whoever it was, said, you need to go on stage and, and just sing something because something was going on, and the audience was getting impatient. And she goes, so I just chose The Amazing Grace and she she goes, "I did it in such a way that the audience just immediately calmed down, yeah. and even yes. today she goes every time I perform that song on stage, it's like the audience just they're standing right next to you, and it's like you're holding hands uh-huh. as you do it, so I yeah. can yeah, oh, I yeah. can relate yes
3: there is, there's a song I'm hoping to release it the." next year maybe there's a song i did years ago for a benefit and it was called a minute of you and i wrote the music for it and the guy his twin had passed at eighth, wow. I believe, and he had written this lyric so when i got up there and sang it you could hear a pin drop in this crowded room it was crazy and that is just the power of music music is healing Yes. And you can use music for good or for bad. I right. choose to use it for healing and for good.
0: Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. you know,
3: it's, it's your choice how you want your talent to affect and change the world. And I want to keep working for a better world.
0: Yes. Absolutely. And, you know, you guys share the same philosophy because she basically, in her yeah. own words, said the same thing. So that's incredible.
3: Awesome. I love her.
0: Oh, we do too. Yeah, yeah. And what what made it so momentum in our in our minds is right out of the blue during the middle of the interview, she started singing, uh, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, wonderful." Wow. And yeah. it was it was incredible. So it 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 she she is wow. breathtaking in every yeah. little way.
3: Great.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. I told I, her. I said right she's there. the her voice is the mother of music because every time mm. she sings. It's like your mother singing you a lullaby or your mother talking to you oh. or your, you know, I mean, she, she, she's like, I've never heard me be called like that before. I go, well, that's your new motto. You're the mother, your your voice yeah. is the mother of music.
3: Mm-hmm. I was going to say that needs to be her new catchphrase. Yeah, <laughs> it, it should be. Yes. yes. You know, it's good. It's yes.
0: Good. I mean, oh, she was delighted with it, but she was, she was an amazing amazing talent. So we were very happy and honored with that.
2: Yeah.
3: So talking. about iconic. Are you kidding?
0: She's a legend. Absolutely, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So, you know, talking in that a little bit, do you have, when you were, as you go through your career or when you kind of started your career, did, did you have like a, um, a mentor or somebody that just inspired you so much that helped you create your own style?
3: Oh. Well I think, you know, as you as you go through things you you become accumulation of different artists. Yeah. Right. So um like that Midler was an artist that I was like, oh I'll be like that. Mm -hmm. Without the raunchy. Without the raunchy. Uh (laughs) um, (laughs) As far as like studying, I was blessed to be mentored by John Bettis, lyricist John Bettis who wrote uh-huh. things like Human Nature, and he's just a really amazing lyricist, and he was always so encouraging when I first got to L.A., just believed in my talent, and that really helped me a lot. And I studied with Marty Panzer, who's Grammy-winning lyricist, and he pretty much changed the way I write songs forever. Uh-huh. Um, and, of course, from Berkeley College of Music, John Aldridge and Pat Patterson, they really helped. And then I had these vocal coaches that... Really changed my life. Charlie Sorrento and Christiane Steffen, and then I had a dance coach, Gwen Bowen, who was amazing, and my piano coach, Alan Hobbs. The rest just sold it. You know, wow. these days I seem to be the mentor to others, but I definitely, you know, I think passing the torch on and keep lighting people's lights is important. But uh-huh. as far as influences, you know, just every musical genre you can think of influenced me and you know honestly probably my mom was my biggest mentor growing nice. up nice
0: very nice she'd
3: always say shoot for the moon and at least you'll hit a star
0: yeah. wow wow very good advice yeah. on that yeah now do you have a uh a favorite genre that you prefer over the others
3: mm, not really I love funk, though. I mean, I would love to do a funk album. I love funk, EDM, jazz standards, pop, yeah. blues, R&B. Oh, my goodness. I love gospel. Um, but, yeah, funk is probably, which I've never done funk, but <laughs> one day <laughs> maybe I'll do some funk. <laughs>
0: Absolutely.
3: I, mean, I love, like, you know, Bad Mama Jamma. That's my jam.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, yes, Nice. And, you know, you were mentioning all the different genres. I believe that is essential, you know, in what you do, because you're getting all these different. um, What is it? I want to say, you know, it's not just one certain genre of music, you know, it's a variety. Yeah. So you're pulling stuff from other genres. And I think that's that makes you more than just talented it makes you extremely talented. So that's oh. amazing.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. So I do think,
3: you I think you need to stay open to music. Good music is good music, you know? Uh-huh. Yes. And I think like like country music is not necessarily my thing, but there have been some songs that have absolutely broken my heart that are country songs like Somewhere in My Broken Heart. Right. Is of an amazing and um butterfly kisses. Oh yeah, you tell. I can't even get through that song without bawling, so right, right. You know, even if it's not your genre that you love or whatever, you can still find something in it that touches your heart.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And I mean, when I was growing up, I primarily did not listen to country music. I mean, if like one or two songs yeah, were on mainstream, I thought it was just okay. It's a song or, or whatever. But yeah. when I met yeah. Chris. Um he likes certain country music songs and I'm like, okay, Girl. my pre uh, my pre-thought of country music was kind of hunky dory. <laughs> uh but then right, when he
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um but then he started playing all these different artists, and I'm like, ooh, I yeah. like that. Or um his favorite one of his favorite artists is Reba McIntyre. And oh, he I would love play, her. yeah, and he oh. would play numerous songs from her, and there's I just, uh huh, yep, and you know I I'm like,
3: yeah. one of the best songs ever, yeah, uh-huh. yeah,
1: and you know I'm listening to it and I'm like, you know what, it's a country song or she does country music, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. the instrumentals in it, it does it, it's like in its own, I guess, like well, I, I, I
3: look at Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. I Always Love You has been, like, number one, like, four times or yes, something ridiculous. Yes, I know. <laughs> you well, know? And, you know, my dad listened to, um, when I was growing up, he listened to um, Hank Williams and Johnny Cash. Yes. Yep. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the only country I knew.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I introduced him to, um, I don't want to call it old school country, but back in the day country, because back in the day country is a yeah. little different than today's country. And... You know, for it's sure. it's for kind sure. of the same thing with pop music. You know, the styles of how pop music was was played in the eighties and early nineties at for our generation yeah. was way different than the way it is now. And it's you know, yeah. I believe that the music back then was so much more it sentimental. Had meaning,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so true. Yeah, yep. and
0: there's that
3: that. Song by Lady Anne um It's a Christian song, but it just woo, makes me cry every time. Called "I Will." Uh huh. Oh, it's you should listen to it. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I mean, there are so many great songs that just, especially during these times when you know everyone is going through something that they're not used to, having to live in a way they're not used to. Right. I think it's really important to find. All the things to be grateful for, and how lucky we are that we're not walking 10 miles in 120 degree weather with just to drink a uh, gallon of disgusting infected water. Right. That we have to put on our heads and walk another 10 miles back. I mean, we are so spoiled and lucky. And I think that songs, um, you know, finding uplifting songs can really help you through a situation like COVID 19 right now.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, um, one song that kind of comes to mind, and you talk about that that helps you get through it. um, I guess it comes to mind because we're uh, the friend of ours that we're staying with here in Orlando right now. uh, She has never seen the movie Breakthrough. Uh huh. And uh, so, yeah. So tonight we're watching that because tonight is our our pizza and card night. So we're watching that tonight. And. the one song that comes to mind is the song that Chrissy Metz sings and she sings so well. And it's yeah. music like that, that I think that really helps a person get through whatever it is they're going through good and or bad. It's kind of therapeutic yeah. mm-hmm. in a sense.
3: For sure. Oh, it is like, I think Mandisa's song overcomer. If you haven't seen that, watch that video.
2: Uh-huh. Um,
3: it's amazing. She has some people in there that you'll recognize that have fought cancer and won, and it just—it's really a great song.
0: We'll have to. Well, ha- I have not seen that movie yet. We'll have to. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yeah. We'll oh no, no, it's a—it's a, it. a music video. It's a music video. Sorry. Ah, oh. Okay. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Okay. No, there there was a yeah. there was a movie that was called Overcomer too. Yeah. Oh. Ah, well, yeah. I have to check that out. Yes, <laughs> there was, and I think it came out last year or was supposed to come out. This spring, Yes, I'm not yes, sure when it yes. was when it came out. Yes, I know. but yeah. um, it everything's
3: shared... been delayed, honey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So I just delayed. I
0: don't know anymore. But um, what would you say would be the most memorable moment in your career would be?
3: Oh boy. Okay, well I have a couple. Um, the biggest one, the most heart wrenching one, was um, when I got to see some of the people that had benefited from the money that my song one day had raised. Um, It was providing things for people with HIV and AIDS. And I held this little four-year-old girl named Clarice and um, she had full blown AIDS and her legs were frozen. Her arms were frozen in place and she couldn't speak anymore. Um, But her eyes spoke volumes and I held her, her little face to my face and I just remember holding her in my arms and fighting back the tears. Wow. Wow. And that really, you know, of course she's passed now, but that really uh, was a moment that I went, oh, wow. This is why I always wanted to do music. And then there's the silly, you know, moments like meeting Carol Channing and hanging out with her and her husband for a night. Um, Uh taking my son on his first limousine ride in red carpet when he was five. Wow. (laughs) You know, stuff like that. Hitting the billboard charts with Lady Gaga and Mariah Carey. Uh Uh Uh-huh. And that was probably the first time I ever sang in front of 300,000 people. That was a moment. And, And winning best dance album of the year and best dance single of the year for my first EDM album. That was a moment. So those are all. But that first one is. That's the one that gets me every time.
0: Oh yeah, I bet. Uh-huh. I bet. You know, we still, we, um, I still have a very uh, memorable moment of us. Yes. All together. Yes, when uh, oh, we yes. took your, when we took your son to go see the preview for Harry Potter before it opened up to the public.
3: That was so epic of you guys. That yeah. was amazing. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was so special. I'm so grateful for that.
0: Oh no worries! Yeah, it, it was so exciting to uh-huh. see a true fan. Yes, take really advantage was. of what it we was. work hard to accomplish.
3: Oh yeah, and he, you know, he's now he's into animation and making movies and writing stories and those kind of stories, and that's really, really motivated him. He, he was so excited about that. It was awesome. Oh, that's yes, so wonderful! That is
0: wonderful. We're so happy we could contribute yeah. to that. Those those are the moments that that make you who you are. Uh-huh. And when people ask yeah. how would you how would you describe Chris and Will, that's the first thing we say is people. Uh-huh. We we enjoy people, yeah. and if we can make somebody happy yeah. just by doing the most simplest things, then you know what? I've, I'm, I'm accomplished. Mm-hmm. And so we've done that so exactly. many times and you know, you just, you can't take away a child's heart uh-huh. when they're so excited about one thing yep. or numerous things. And so we definitely yeah. appreciate that moment. Uh uh-huh.
3: I, I definitely agree. I think that success has been redefined in my mind. Success used to mean to me, um, being the next Janet Jackson Yes. Or JLo or uh-huh. Gaga. But success to me now is really those moments of just giving and touching and changing the world.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, and I agree because we say this a lot, but even with this show, we happen to be in the right place at the right moment. And one of the ladies that we've done business with through iHeart she came up to us and she goes, You know what? We absolutely love you guys personality. Uh-huh. Have you ever thought about having your own show? And we're like, No, who thinks about wanting to have their own show? I mean, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> like
3: Narcissist in Los Angeles, that too.
0: <laughs> yeah. And and she goes, and she goes, Well, we want to offer you a show. And I'm like, To do what? What are we gonna talk about? And she goes, Your life. And and so we went from yeah. that moment to now we're in season two. We have close to thirty thousand worldwide followers.
2: Yes.
0: And people Yes, Uh I know. And people consider us celebrities. We were driving somewhere and we stopped in this town (laughs) and we went to we went to go eat and I kid you not, this lady came up to us, she goes, How do I know you guys? And I go, I have no idea because we've never been here before. And that is so- it it is and she goes, I know you. I just I just recognize your your face and your voice uh-huh. for some reason. Then she comes back and she goes, Do you guys have a podcast show? And I and we go, Yeah. Actually we do. And she goes, She showed it to us and she goes, Is this you? And we're like, Absolutely, yep. that is us. And she just freaked, and it was just like okay, what do we do now, Willie? (laughs) What do we do? (laughs) And it it was just, it it was a moment. And we we were excited about that. And she was excited about that. And she goes, you just don't know. She goes, I listen to your show all the time, Uh multiple times, if that. And I feel like that I know you guys and I've known you guys forever. And I go, well, then that's what our purpose is for. You know, we give you that homebound. So in that
1: moment, yeah, in that moment, she was just, happy and smiling and it, it it was gosh I don't know how you even say it I'm speechless at the moment because it priceless there you go yeah um it is you're right yeah
3: because you're touching people's lives and you don't even know it
0: absolutely absolutely sometimes
3: I mean that's one of the things that I always think is like it's really more showing who you are than talking about it
0: yes yes
3: yes and I I think that you don't really realize how many people know you or, or you've touched, you, you really have no clue. Right. And you never will know. Yeah. And that's one of the things like, you know, when I pray at night, I always bless people that I've never even met that may even ever have heard my name once, you
0: right. know,
3: and because you just don't know.
0: Yes, absolutely. And you, never,
3: you know, you never know what people are going through and how you're contributing to their healing or their pain. Mm-hmm. i always i want to contribute to their healing yes and absolutely you guys do too
0: so absolutely yeah. and when we agreed because normally we don't do two episodes a week we generally do one episode a week
3: mm-hmm.
0: well, since the pandemic, yeah. we started a stay well series, so we do two episodes a week now and at the beginning of the week, mm-hmm. the episode we do at the beginning of the week, we interview doctors, therapists, and specialists, just general people that can give advice on how to deal with anxiety or how to deal with um, disruptive routines mm-hmm. and how to deal with silence yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was interesting because we've gotten feedback and people are like, you know, I never saw it that way uh-huh. until you presented it that way. Yeah, And so I'm changing my life yeah. because you told me to change my life to get out of this slump and I go, "Okay. That's good to know." Awesome. And yes, so we've extend we're extending the series up until August as of right now, but um but yeah, I mean our goal is to keep people well and get them through this. I mean, that's we <clears throat> that's, feel like that's our that's job.
3: Awesome.
0: Well, thank you. I yeah.
3: Every yeah, it is. I mean, everything really it's up to us. It's all a mind thing. Yes. So everything, if you think about it, everything's in our mind. If you discipline your mind daily and you choose its perception. Mm -hmm. Right. You can see the glass half empty or you can see it half full.
0: Right. Absolutely.
3: That's something I've worked diligently on myself because I used to be a glass half empty kind of Uh (laughs) person. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've worked for years to be glass half full. And nice. it really changes everything. It changes how you vibrate in the world. Yeah. It changes what comes to you. Uh huh. Um, it just, and honestly, something that my vocal coach, Charlie Sorrento, said to me, and he gave me this book, and I passed it on to QD3, which is Quincy Jones, Delight the Third, because I felt like he needed it.
2: Uh huh.
3: And, you know, it's the kind of thing you pass on. But he, Charlie had said to me, basically, People, the more candles you light, the more light there is in the world. Wow because people go around all day long trying to snuff out each other's light right because they think that their light will shine brighter, but that's not true. Uh-huh. You need to light everybody else's candle then the light then the world will be brighter, yeah. and it doesn't take away from your own light
0: right absolutely very good and advice. that's yeah.
3: always been you know that's why. All my emails are signed Be who you're born to be And be a light in the world I saw that Yes I love that Amazing Yes
0: Absolutely Absolutely So yeah. let's so, go in anyway. really quick uh, You uh, Obviously I know this But for all of our listeners Out here, out there that don't mm-hmm. uh, You provide coaching services Or uh, vocal practices Tell us a little bit about that
3: um, Well I teach Piano and voice, and voice I do pop, opera, jazz, Broadway, blues, you name it, Um, rock. Um, I teach songwriting, lyric writing, composing, voiceovers, um, rap, spoken word, speech, acting, just about anything voice. And um, I've been doing it for a long time. I do accent reduction, vocal therapy, studio vocal editing, Uh performance, music theory, public speaking, you know, life coaching, all that kind of stuff. Um, I've been teaching piano since I was 15. Nice. And besides all the um, TV commercials and model and the international musical, you know, theater that I was touring all over the world with and doing that stuff um, and acapella jazz. I, that was before I went to um, Berkeley College of Music in Boston. And, I just, I've been coaching and I, I don't know, my coaching is very unconventional. I tailor make it to each student and their specific personality. That's one thing that I mm -hmm. love
1: about you, Fawn, that it's tailored to the person. Definitely.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I thought about this logically because I had seven vocal coaches in my life and I really just didn't get what I needed until the last one, to be honest. Uh Um, And... She talked to the personality specifically, tailor-made to me, and we covered what I needed. It wasn't this one shop, you know, half an hour warm-up behind the piano. Yep. Mm-hmm. Three, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not that at all. Um, I focus on immediate goals and long-term goals of each person, and then we reach them. And I don't do the cookie-cutter lessons that other coaches do. And I find that because of that, the students reach their goals quickly, yes. efficiently, and thoroughly. And Absolutely. it's life-changing because I want them to, I want it to become part of them. I don't want them having to go to a coach for the rest of their life. Right. You know, doing a check-in, you know, because you have an audition on The Voice or, you know, or whatever, you're about to do your album and you're insecure, that's different. But having to go to a coach for years and years and years, I want people to know their own voice. And right. the same applies to all the other things, with songwriting and piano and whatever it is, acting.
0: Absolutely. So, now, let me ask you a little bit about that. What is your thoughts on the reality music competitions?
3: I love them. I think they are a lot of fun. And nice. I think they're inspiring. Okay. Yeah, I think they but you know, people need to realize a lot of that too has to do with the backstory because it is television.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. No, I love them. I'm addicted. I, I TiVo all of them. Very and nice. And I've had students on them. I've had students on America's Got Talent, The Voice, and American Idol, and topping place in the top eight. So.
0: Wow.
3: You know, that's fun.
0: Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. You know, I remember back the first day mm-hmm. that I walked into your studios to do my, uh, my own lessons. Uh-huh. And remember, yeah. I could not... For any moment, I could not sing in front of Willie, so we made him go outside. Do you remember that? (laughs)
3: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just, I I don't know why, because I would always sing in the car with him in it, so uh I don't know what the difference of it was.
1: I think it was because you were going into a studio and it wasn't uh, on the spot, like, in the car it's like, okay, uh, no big deal, spontaneous, but the fact that You, Chris, were going into a studio like you knew you were gonna have to do it at a certain scheduled point, and there was somebody else listening. I think that's what it was, and so you didn't want me.
2: Exactly,
1: yeah, and I don't think I don't think Chris wanted me to see him like struggle with that that element, though it wouldn't have mattered to me, right? There
3: you go. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to look stupid. I mean, that's the that's the main thing. Like I always talk to people before they start their first lesson. I have a phone conversation and just let them know that, you know, like for example, if Will's doing lessons with me I'm team Will. Yes, um, no I love it, questions. I love it. You know, there's no stupid question, there's, there's going to be mistakes. what happens in the studio stays in the studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of yes. like Vegas, yep. you know. Um, <clears throat> and basically we're just look, everybody has blocks. And right. I love helping people And one of the things I always wanted to be like a social worker when I was younger and,
2: uh-huh.
3: or an anthropologist or, you know, music. And I thought, well, you know, I can just do this, you know, therapy through music Yeah, and that's really what it ends up doing and just lifting, pulling out what's already inside of people. Wow. That's what I do.
0: Nice. And absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I will tell you this, I have gotten over the stage fright and the bad critics.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I Yay, have trained good, good. myself to take criticism as advice, and the one, and the advice I don't want to take, I've trained myself to pretend like I'm telling them to go f themselves.
3: <laughs> um, you know, and <laughs> like, I, You know, everybody's going to have an opinion.
0: Yes. It's,
3: you know. So.
0: Absolutely, and you have you know, to
3: be objective. You have to be. I tell people the, the biggest thing you can do, best thing you can do for yourself is record, record, record yourself on your audio, on your video, and then play it back as hard as it is and as embarrassing as it is. You know, embarrassinging, if that's a word. But anyway, <laughs> you know, as embarrassing as that is, you just be the observer, be objective, look at it, write down what you like, write down what you don't like, and then the next video, you just start implementing what you like more. You'll get better and better and better. You'll see what the things are that aren't so great or the things that make you cringe. Because the worst thing you want to do is be on national television or in front of, you know, a hundred thousand people and have those things happen and you didn't even know about it. Right. So, you know, record, record, record. And that's how you become better.
0: Absolutely. And
3: be objective. You gotta take yourself out of it. Pretend you're looking at somebody you don't know.
0: Absolutely. And that's and I've trained myself with that because I think what I had to tell myself was, is look, not everybody's going to like what you do and not everybody's going to think you have talent and that's okay Uh because you're not out to be for everybody. You're out to be for the ones that like what you have and like what you contribute and for yourself. I mean, it's your fulfillment for yourself. And I trained myself to do that because believe it or not, even with this show, the very first episode we recorded, uh-huh. and I'm gonna tell you, I was sweating like there was not even any Ditto <laughs> And and you know, and I'm oh, sitting yeah. I go, Why? Yeah. I tell myself, why? Uh-huh. And the more we got into the interview and the more it kept going in, I'm sitting there going, This is okay. Yeah. I mean uh-huh. it it yeah. turned itself around and, and so ever since then <laughs> exactly. I've I've taken my voice and said, you know, This is where it's going to be. Now, as far as singing is concerned, I am very limited on who I allow to hear my voice, Mm -hmm. especially now. Because I always tell them, I go, I want you to hear the product when it's ready. Yeah, And right now, it's not ready. And I I go... I
3: think that's important. Yeah.
0: Yes. Because you only get
3: that first impression once, opportunity once.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs)
3: No pressure. No pressure. Yeah,
0: I know, right? (laughs) And, you know, and a lot of them accept it that way. And some of them get very disappointed with that. But I'm like, trust me, I will blow you away the day you see it or you hear it. I promise you, I will. Because I have been practicing and my, actually, my voice has improved. I can actually, I can actually hit higher notes like I wasn't (laughs) able to hit before. And I can... Carry them. That's what's important, is I can carry them.
1: And each time he does that, when he's singing, you know, like if we're in the car or something, and I'm listening, my uh, response, I almost wanted to say reaction, but my response is, wow, I just, I'm... I'm amazed isn't even a word I would just have to say the feeling describes it all because he's really just I'm just glowing and smiling and not only am I so proud of Chris but I just feel this sense of true authentic happiness and just fulfillment for him and that makes me very proud and happy too.
3: Oh yeah that's awesome that's good I mean have you been practicing the exercises I taught you way back when
0: every day
3: good because that's important I mean the thing is too you want to make sure you're doing it correctly because then otherwise you cement bad habit over and over and over again right but that's really great to hear I'm glad you've improved and you're you know moving in the right direction so that's great
0: well, thank you. And w- trust me when I say this, I promise you that once things kind of settle down a little bit, then I'm going to call you and I'm going to say, OK, let's get back into this because I still, you know, I my goal is I still want to be a singer. I still I still want yeah. to have that album. That's still my goal. But, you know, and now's the most uh time to do it because I'm out in the industry now and I'm. I, I've got something that people can look at, so I, I look at that as an advantage, and so yeah.
3: And, and just remember, there there is no time limit or deadline for talent.
0: Absolutely, you know, there's
3: no age limit. I mean, that's one of the reasons I love America's Got Talent so much. Because you have people like Susan Boyle, who is now worth forty million dollars. Wow! And she was like fifty-five or fifty-six when she won America's uh-huh. Got Talent. I mean, she walked in there. Everybody was laughing at her. She opened her mouth and boom. Yes. I mean, and that's how it should be. Uh huh. Absolutely. It shouldn't be this. Oh, the younger you are, the more amazing you are. You know, it. Talent is every age. Absolutely. Every age. Yep. So I have to so, ask.
0: I have to ask this question because it's it. You know, sure. I, I want to know. So the first oh. time you heard my voice, what ran through your head? Be honest. Oh, I
3: thought you had a good voice. Yeah, I thought you had a good voice with a lot of potential. Well, thank you. It's been a while. I mean, I haven't heard you in, like, a long time.
0: Yes. Oh, I agree with that. But I agree with that. I do
3: remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Good voice, a lot of potential.
0: Very nice. Well, thank you for that. Much appreciated. Well, Fawn, what uh, future projects do you have coming up?
3: Um. Well right now i am you know with this COVID stuff everything's been put on delay but i have my third halloween album which i'm currently recording songs for coming out in 2021 on stone deaf records and some new edm singles with kirsty hawkshaw's wellhead records in the uk coming
2: okay hopefully
3: this year it was supposed to be this year supposed to be around june but you know we're, we're not sure what's going to happen with that at the moment mm-hmm. right. um <clears throat> they will come out though and i'm currently working on some christmas songs jazz songs pop songs dance songs and christian songs and there will also be some new music video releases with, in which i've teamed up again with atmos Oh, nice. So that's what i'm working on right now
0: very nice. And so, where can our fans find you and keep tabs of you or recommend for services?
3: Um, okay, so, like for fan stuff, you can go to fawnmusic.com or facebook.com forward slash fawnmusic. On Twitter, I'm Songgirl with 1G. Um, Instagram, I think it's Fawn, aka Songgirl Official, I think.
2: Uh-huh. Um,
3: but if you want teaching, you can. Go to Yelp, Fawn at Terrace Studios, or you can Google Fawn Vocal Coach and find me, or my email and web is www.fawn.rock, R-O-C-K-F. And the email is piano voice songwriting at yahoo.com.
0: Very nice, very nice. Well, Fawn, I have to say thank you so much for being on our show. This was such an honor and delight and obviously you know that i am going to be back into that studio getting that voice ready so we can get that demo going oh, yeah. and we can get everything going
3: <laughs> yes yay i can't wait uh-huh yes. thank you so much for having me it was a lot of fun
0: well thank you so much for being on our show yeah and thank you for everything that you do you truly have an amazing talent you have an amazing personality i've always told you that and I'm really glad that we've had this moment to share with our fans uh-huh. and to let them know how grateful we are to have you in our life. Aww,
3: I'm so grateful to have you guys in my life, too. Aww, and thanks for thank all of you do. And I love you guys.
0: You know, Fawn's got a lot of great projects coming up and some that she's actually just released, too. Hmm, that's pretty cool. I love it when artists are still working during the pandemic.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it shows that they're keeping those music uh, uh, receptors receptors active. (laughs) Actually,
0: yes, they're keeping the vibes going. There you go, yes. And you know, you guys should keep the vibes going by keeping up with your singing keep singing Mm -hmm. baby keep singing keep those vocal cords going Mm -hmm. well we want to thank fawn for coming on our show and we want to thank you guys for coming on our show we love you we love you we love you of course coming back week after week even though we took a hiatus still you came (laughs) back to love us because we love you guys and like i always say Remember to love yourself and the world will love you in return. Absolutely. Yes. Well, check us out online on our website. ChrisandWill.com. And on Instagram. At Chris. will. Correct. And you can get all the latest upcoming stuff because we got a lot of exciting stuff coming. Uh huh. But you know what? Until next week where we have another guest. Another great topic <laughs> on What About Our Life with Chris and Will. So you have to join us next week. But until then, we gotta go. Take care of yourselves. Much love to you. Bye.
1: Bye.